0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hello once again and welcome to week eight of the Utah Preps podcast. I'm your host, as always, Moose Bingham. And you guys, the feeling of fall is here. October is one of my favorite months. We get to go in. Feel that nice, cool fall breeze coming in. Summer, no more. Yay. I'm just sitting here, and exc- I'm excited. So winter. <laughs> This also means it's my favorite month, because Halloween is here, and it's just a blast. Nothing better than October. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. And football is in full swing, ladies and gentlemen. Super, super fun. So, we've got a guest today. That's going to be really, really fun. And with our guest, it's Emmett White. Emmett White is a running back contasseur from up north. He played football at Ben Lohman, was state MVP, and he played at Utah State as well, and he's given back to the community. So we're going to learn a lot more about Emmett White throughout this episode. But before we get into that, we have to talk in about everything from Football Recruiting Pro to Apex Mental Performance to Skylar Main. Always love our sponsors, but let's give a shout-out to our number one sponsor of the show, Apex Mental Performance. Coaches and athletes, if up to 90% of sports performance is mental, how are you developing the mental skills to go along with the physical, tactical, and technical training you do daily? At Apex MPC, they guide your teams and athletes in developing high-level confidence, competitiveness, consistency, and grit required for elite performance in and outside of the game. Space is limited, so find us on social media. Or call 801-602-0211 or visit apexmpc.com to schedule your team or individual program training today. date. Mention you heard the ad on the Utah Preps podcast and get 15% off any individual or team training. Wow. You guys, getting right mentally is one of the most important parts of the game, whether that's watching film or getting right with anxiety. And going over all of those things. So be very aware, gentlemen, about what's going on. Not just physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. We got to give a shout out to Football Recruiting Pro as well. Let's do a Football Recruiting Pro tip of the week. So you guys, with Football Recruiting Pro, it's been really interesting listening to some of your comments. And a lot of people say the best thing that they have in there is learning how to assemble a huddle highlight. Assembling a huddle highlight does two things. If you guys don't want to do it yourself, there's people out there like Steve Clements and Ross Oppo that will make a highlight for you. But what I recommend is that you guys go in and learn how to do it yourself. The reason for this is when you do it yourself, you look at yourself objectively. You watch the plays where you're doing good and you watch the plays where you're doing bad. One of a realization for me when I was a younger kid, I was watching some film of me playing soccer and I never left the 18 yard, or the, I never left between the 18-yard boxes because I was so winded, so out of shape. And I'm like, oh my gosh. This is what coaches were seeing when I would try out for teams. This is what everyone was seeing, good and bad because I would take corner kicks because I had a heck of a leg, but chasing the ball was really difficult for me. If you can go in and do an honest evaluation of yourself through watching your own film, you'll see what college coaches are seeing and be like, oh, this is why college coaches are recruiting me, or oh, this is why college coaches aren't recruiting me. So if you guys want to learn how to make a huddle, go to footballrecruitingpro.com. Football it's right on my Twitter, at mooseb90. And you can check that all out so that you guys can get through this. So let's go into our commits and offers for commits and offers. I must ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to be healthier, happier, the best trained athlete and ready to take on your next season? If so, Hit up Dr. Skylar Main. I trust him with my body because he is the best in the business. He will get you right mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Follow him now and schedule an appointment by hitting him up on Twitter at Dr. Main. He will have you mustaching yourself a question, why didn't you guys start sooner? So with our mustache commits and offers, you don't need to mustache yourself if these guys are good. We're going to talk. start with Taki Ula Kepea. Taki committed to Montana State. Maka Tokiai he, uh, Tuakoi from Alta committed to Utah State. Even though he is in the JUCO ranks, I'm going to give him a shout-out anyways. Matt Toyolio committed to New Mexico. Really big commitment there. For offers, Kaiki Akana, the new man that's... Getting ready, used to offensive line from Orem, got a Hawaii offer. Max Bateman got an SUU offer, one of the best tight ends in the state. JoJo Johnson continues to be a road grader and got a Nevada offer. Isaac Wilson got an okay state. Roger Cialapega, he said, you know what? There's two Pac-12 teams playing in Utah this week. I would like to see them both. And after Roger Cialapega walked into the stadium, both of them were like dibs. And Roger, congratulations on getting an offer from Utah and Oregon State. Brevin Hamlin got a Wesleyan offer. Will Money got an Idaho, and Chase Barker got a PWO to Idaho as well. Congratulations, young men. That is freaking awesome. Don't forget to hit up Skyler Main while you're training for the next level. We're gonna go into offense, defense, and special teams. Sponsored by Football Recruiting Pro, Football Recruiting com. So for wide receivers, we've got Kruumachesny, Justin Gilliam, filetti Yongi, Jared Esplin, Carlos Casada, Tegan Hugh, Will Money, Adson Cummins, Crew Erickson, Brock Jacobson, Luke Bryant, Roger Cialapaga, Luke Nadal, Cooper Swayze, Andrew Barnes, Tate Carr, Colin Baker, Co. Sylvester, Creek Sharp, Cole Christensen, Drew Desher, Luke Wright, Gavin Turner, Nash Matheson, Daryl Nichols, Dylan Wall, and Devin Freshnick from Manti with 166 yards, three touchdowns. Really, really great job by all you guys. For running back, I've got Tafagai Havili from Bonneville, Micah Beckstead, Josiah Mawala, Dax Sumco, Wesley So, Drew Patterson, McCord Christensen, Gavin Christensen, Lel Przewski, Bo Hardy, Porter Brockman, Easton Hicks, Nate Kitchen, Cole Bennett, Josh Barker, Gunnar Lish, Ty Maggie, Tate Walker, Con Crowell, Joe Fanua, Connie Tahi from Hunter, Jackson Buckley, Noah Fanua from East, Easton Britzling from Timpanogos, Amini Amone from East because, of course, Jake Smith, North Summit, Zach Conway, Luke Danes, PJ Cook, Kason Villa. I know he's a quarterback, but 142 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and 19 yards passing. I'm putting you with the running backs. Love you, Kason. Lukey Kamala, Josh Buck, Cade Gibbs, and Tavita Valetti with 178 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Some great play right there. For quarterbacks, we're starting with Josh Hopkins, going to Champ Edwards, Helaman Kasuga, Nate Despair, Cooper Thomas, and Jack Johnson. Dylan Martinez, Cash Wadding, uh, Whiteman from Summit Academy, Bracken Lachey, Caden Hodson, Still Barbin, Tyson Condy, Wade Stilson, Parker Snyder, Skylar Amina, Isaac Wilson, Colton Austin from Jordan, Ryder Burton, Lance Reynolds, Hunter Johnson, Kana Carr, Jackson Jensen, Jackson Rasmussen, and Chaos Douglas. For defense, on our D-line, we've got Zayden Cook from Easton, from Payson, <laughs> Zion Andreessen from East, Caden Hawes from Crimson Cliffs, Talcelia Khanna, Mike Shumway, Dallin Porter, Brian Mullins, Cash Dillon, Lane Despain, Matthew Riet, Brian Vogel, Jesse King, Sione Castro, Brock Thrall, and Hemi Moline. For linebackers, we've got Simi Havili, Afia Fanua, Colin Sheffield, Cialia Sarah, Matt Jones, Jaden Cook, Mason Anderson, Gage Watt, Jackson Godfrey, Matthew Baylith, Jacob Dombrowski, Keaton Jepson, Gage Ratter, Cash, Christian Blanche, Siolsi Amone, Tyler Denny, Cameron Mamales, Andrew Wood, Braden Young, Titan Hansen, Colin Gibson, Brighton Sorensen, Dallin Sweat, Whitehall, Andrew Gell, Quade Thompson, Kahoda Seca, and Buck Sargent. For defensive backs, Chase Barker, Dylan Hamilton, Tally, Taniela Malkasina, Jace Matheson, Britton Nelson, Elias Parker, Von Gritzmacher, Gritzmacher Quinn Christensen, Trey Reed, Cole Mortensen, Jaden Toki, Aiden McDonalds, Mason Keisterson, Tagi Lessa, had an interception in two touchdowns in two different ways, Ford Cresswell, and then let's go to specialists. Benny Bigelow from Brighton, 1-for-1, one 4-for-4. One, four four. Bo Johnson, Rhett Thompson, Ryan Nilsson with 2-for-2 two two on field goals, including the game winner. And Rhett Thompson scored a touchdown and was amazing for Syracuse. And Preston Rasmussen. So we had a lot of guys missing, but that doesn't mean that we didn't have top players of the week. Let's go to our top players of the week. So our top players of the week are sponsored by flame six fundraising. We're going to talk about the F word again, gentlemen, that's fundraising, Mark Ibrahim and flame six fundraising is here to announce the MVPs of the week. Become an MVP in fundraising by supporting your local teams through Mark and Flame 6 Fundraising. We have a new category that was created just for this episode. So for this episode, I decided I was going to make a call of the week. (laughs) Coaches need love too, gentlemen. They're the masterminds behind all the X's and O's, and they tell you where to go. And for the call of the week, we're giving it to Casey Miller, the head coach for Cottonwood. Casey came out and had the dream call that every coach has wanted for years and years and years and years. We're talking about the free kick. You say, what is the free kick? I will explain it to you right now. So in high school and NFL, you can perform what is called a free kick. If your opponent punts to you, you fair cash the ball, you have the opportunity to kick a field goal immediately using your kickoff tee. Goes through the post, gets some points, and that's how Cottonwood beat Jordan in just a battle of the bravest. So, congratulations, Casey Miller, on the call of the week by Flame 6 Fundraising. Offensive line, we're going to give it to Brighton. The reason for that... You look at Case Gurr's stats this week, it's going to be awesome to see that he was 205 yards and four touchdowns. You don't get that without a ferocious offensive line. And it was a grinding out battle in the offensive line. So, Brighton, you guys are offensive line of the week, and we'll highlight all of you guys on Twitter. Make sure you're following at MooseB90 to see that. So our Flame 6 fundraising offensive MVPs. I couldn't decide. So, Titan Mason for Logan had himself a day with 122 yards, four touchdowns. Case Gurr from Brighton had 205 yards and four touchdowns. And Landon Figueroa from Granger had 198 yards and three touchdowns receiving. So, we had two running backs and a receiver. I can do that because that's what I want to do. Our Flame Six Fundraising Defensive MVP of the Week. Palmer Gardner from Davis had 10 tackles and three sacks. And Carson Scarlin from Hunter had 12 tackles and three sacks. Absolutely ridiculous. For a special teams MVP, I'm going to go with Brody Lega from Mountain Ridge 3-for-3 three three on 40-plus yard field goals. That is amazing. Way to go, Brody Lagat and Smith Snowden for a timely kickoff return touchdown that changed the whole momentum of the game. Smith had himself a heck of a game and solidify himself in my eyes as the best cornerback to probably ever come through the state of Utah. That kid deserves every accolade and then some. And for our MVP from Flame Six Fundraising, we are talking about a man that everyone was talking about on Twitter, live. There were colleges saying, you know what, can you just come up and play for us right now? I'm talking about Ian Sanchez. He hit a 56, a 54, and a 40-plus yard field goal. Done only five times in the history of the state of Utah, hitting 50-plus-yard field goals multiple times in one game. Absolutely ridiculous. So Ian Sanchez, for that ridiculous effort, you get our MVP of the week. Now let's go into what you guys really care about. That is our rankings. So Chalk Talk is bringing us our rankings. Coaches... Are you sick of wasting money on defective game day audio equipment? Chalk Talk is here to help you using revolutionary technology and an amazing app so you can have clear communications without spending thousands of dollars. Get Chalk Talk today by going to ChalkTalk.com. That's C-H-O-C-K-T-O-C-K.com. And get yourself the most revolutionary headsets I've ever seen. I saw TempView using them. It was amazing. I think they can be used from Little League on up. So get to Chalk Talk now. So we're going to go over the UPP top 10. Right outside the top 10, we've got Farmington, Springville, West Jordan, Brighton, and Syracuse. Phenomenal teams that should make a lot of noise going into this playoff season. Because we're almost to playoffs. Playoffs? We're almost to playoffs. Coming in at number 10, I've got West High School. Restore the Roar is very, very strong. They have had two losses, but their two losses are to the number one team in the country and to American Fork, where they were missing some guys. I still think West is going to make some noise in 6A. Coming in at number nine, we've got to go down south. The Cliffs of Crimson, that defense is still good. They're still dominating, still fun to watch. And number eight, we've got the Knights of Lone Peak. They've had a couple close losses. But the losses they've had have been on either overtime, one point, or it was the first game of the season. Lone Peak is a very good squad, and they're getting better and better all the time. At number seven, oh, you guys, and Lone Peak will be playing on ESPN this week. Crazy. So it's always nice to see ESPN come by. Last time they came in, it was Bingham Corner Canyon. Great game. And that really propelled the careers of a lot of people. So after Lone Peak at number seven, we've got the very undefeated team in Stansbury coming in at number six. Bingham's coming into their own. Eric Jones is doing a good job getting them in, and Bingham is starting to kind of mind the way they used to. At number five, American Fork, they have a quarterback now in champion Edwards, absolute stud. Let's see how far they can roll with him. He is delivering wins. At number four, we've got the Thunderbirds of Timpview who will be playing our number one team. Timpview's very good. They could end up beating Lehigh. You never know. It could go one way or the other. Both teams are phenomenal, and I'm excited to see them go head-to-head. At number three, we've got Skyridge surviving a close, close call to Lone Peak. With 10 minutes left, they were down by three touchdowns. Well, they were down by 20 points. They scored three touchdowns in the last 10 minutes to secure that victory and showed a lot of grit in there from everyone in there. Oh, in that game, I made a mistake. I said that Tate Walker was taunting the opposing team. He wasn't doing that. He was bowing, which when I talked to him later, I was like, hey, what what happened there? The hard thing for refs and the hard thing for announcers is I just get to report on what I'm seeing and not what I'm hearing. If, if you're saying things that are derogatory to people, I think it's appropriate for you to trash talk a little bit, but not really. It's, it's a sticky area. What? Mm, just it's tough. I think tape played a phenomenal game. And it made me sad to hear some of the name-calling that was happening. That's not acceptable here in this state in any way, shape, or form. So, you guys, be smart. Represent your community correctly because at the end of the day, things always come out. And it makes me sad to hear that we would despair discourage any of our fellow athletes here in this state. So, just be aware of that and be classy. Take the high road. And always know that the second man always gets caught with whatever happens. So I apologize to you, Tate. On my announcing, I said that you were trash-talking, and I don't think you were after getting all the information. But Skyridge played a heck of a game. That was super fun. Smith-Snowden, super ridiculous. La Akamala, just everyone in there was fun to watch. And number two, Corner Canyon took care of business. They did what they needed to. And number one, Lehigh got a scare from Alta. I wanted to highlight some of the Alta players, but didn't get their stats in in time. So Lehigh's our number one. Corner Canyon's number two. Skyridge is number three. Tempview's number four. American Forks, number five. Bingham's number six. Stansbury's number seven. Lone Peak is eight. Crimson Cliffs is nine. And 10 is West. So you guys, thank you to Chalk Talk for making seconds count and getting us in there. Once again, you guys... Be classy, respect everyone, and just do what you can to lift others up. I think that's one of the most important things in this day and age. So, you guys, we get to bring in an amazing guest coming up next and hear about the north side of Utah football. We are coming in with Emmett White, the Utah State Hall of Famer. That's right, 2012. They said, you done good, young man, and they gave him a Hall of Fame inductee. He's also the head of Optimal Performance, head of Ground Game, and the leader of Utah Prospects, a 7-on-7 team. He does a lot for the gentleman up north, and he's an all-around great guy. Emmett, how the heck are you on this beautiful day?
2: Hey Moose, I'm doing very well. Doing very well. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm feeling blessed. It's my favorite month of the year. October has no breaks in football. Life is good. UEA weekend's coming up. I am just hyped right now, brother.
2: Oh, good. I think a lot of us are. It's a great time to to be watching uh, gridiron right now.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So you're a Northern Utah boy through and through, going to Ben Loman and then Utah State. What makes northern Utah football so attractive?
2: You know, this northern area, um, the nice attractive part is is a lot of these guys are have grown up in this area, and they've really played in this area. We don't get a lot of move in or things like that, which obviously those help programs, but sometimes it is nice to have your backyard boys, kids you've watched, grown up playing and then you get to watch them in high school do
1: the same thing
2: uh that's really i say was what's really solid about this northern area
1: Mm. i i love seeing that i love seeing teams that kind of stick together through little league on up it's super fun to watch and it's interesting to see the transfers that are happening in high school why do you think so many transfers are happening in high school
2: Man, you know what? It makes it hard. You get these very solid coaches who are very respectable, and you want your kids to play for them. those kids say they have ambitions of going to college. And if a coach shows a track record that, hey, I have X amount of guys coming through my program, um, I say you got to respect that uh, decision of people making that choice of going to the school. It doesn't work out for every single person, but, uh, yes, the way some of these coaches have built some of these programs, man, it makes it hard for these young athletes to sometimes stay at home and maybe stay in a struggling program. Mm.
1: That's always the interesting thing because I've talked with coaches before and they're like, if all our guys that went here would be here, we wouldn't be struggling. And then in the kids' mind, they're like, if I go somewhere else, I won't be struggling. And it's been interesting to see guys like Coach Rickards at Currents keeping guys at home, and they've been very successful. And some of these coaches doing a phenomenal job of turning programs around. What's your pitch to kids that are like, hey, stay here? Have you ever had to try to tell them to stay put?
2: You know what? Yeah. Um. A lot of times, I just tell kids, you gotta evaluate and you gotta do what's best for you. Um, cause some of these schools have a winning records, but you gotta understand there's somebody obviously already in line at that program. What's gonna separate you from him? Or should you stay where you're gonna be at? Where you may be, fe- you're the featured guy, but, uh, the school may not be quite as big or send as many people out, but it does have to start somewhere. So sometimes it's like, hey, do you want to shoot the dice and say I'm the person that's going to help start this? Or do you go somewhere and say, hey, you know, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to try to win that spot, and my odds are going to be better if I do go to this school than not.
1: Yeah, always interesting. I mean, from what I've seen about 80% of the time, kids transferring it doesn't work out like they thought it would and that could be a starting spot i mean we had kids transfer my senior year coming in that um ended up not even making the team and they were starters on their previous team so it's just really really interesting to watch so you do a lot in the community up there can you tell me a little bit about optimal optimal performance ground game and utah prospects what makes those things unique
2: Man, what makes it unique is we've been around for a long time. I would say um, in the training world, you know, optimal performance in this northern section is probably the the oldest training company as in years that we've been around Um, because we are a little bit more personal. Uh, we get to know our athletes, we support our athletes, because um, that's what we're there for, to help them grow. So optimal performance was the first thing I started um, and really just ran with it and then through other things. Obviously, having a decent football career, uh, Utah Prospects was able to start up. I really started that because my son, I wanted him playing. And started with one team. Now we have a legit 10 to 12. Um, and then ground game, uh, goes back to just my football background as a running back, uh, training running backs and ball carriers. Uh, so we started that. So, um, they just are all nice homegrown things. We work well with, uh, with our community. I mean, we've done uh, back to school haircuts, uh, you know, bringing the community in to get haircuts before school starts so those kids can go back feeling confident, um, at least about a parent themselves. Or we've done community cleanups. Yeah, I've just been lucky to be surrounded by a lot of people that have helped me have these organizations grow. Hmm.
1: I I love to hear that. So, 7-on-7 is really interesting with Utah prospects because 10, 15 years ago, I mean, 15 years ago, it was just the Badger Invitational in in Nevada, in Las Vegas. And that's the only thing I'd heard about when I was coming up in high school, where I was like, oh, man, I wish they had more of these. Now there's tons of 7-on-7 teams. What's the importance of 7-on-7, and should guys be doing that versus other things
2: hey if you're a skilled guy i believe you should be doing seven on seven um and honestly it's gonna depend on how programs program's running i like my guys to still be involved in school you should still be running track doing things like that but nowadays if you are not grooming yourself um it's going to be hard to get ahead and i mean in I'm more of a statistic guy. Just look at the top twenty kids, if you want to say, from last year. How many of them played seven on seven? The top twenty, say even from this year. How many of them played seven on seven? Obviously, that are outside of that lineman um, category. So, uh, Badger used to be the big, the big dog, and. Utah would go down, be very competitive, and it was done. So, uh, it's awesome to see that a lot of people have stepped up. Um, and, you know, you have quite a few solid organizations out there. Our will toot the horn, though, as with the Utah prospect, was the first, like, organization. We were the first seven-on-seven Organization
1: that kind of continue to play
2: beyond Badger also
1: mm. and it's always good to see that what are some guys up north that you feel like are being overlooked
2: oh man we gotta start that list this, might, this may take a second Moose <laughs> <laughs> no I'm saying um, as we know the, the north just gets overlooked sorry for that the North gets overlooked in general. But I would say, you got know, guy's like, um, uh, what class are we talking about, I guess you would say, in this 2023 class, the running back category, for sure, because you have um, Tillman from Northridge.
1: Oh, AJ love me Tillman. some A.J. Tillman. That dude's a dog.
2: Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, to me, people just got to understand the whole recruiting process. Like, a lot of it is your stats, obviously, but now you got to go into things of like size, strength. You know, if I'm a coach and I look at you, and what's the uh, what's going to be the possibility of me helping you develop? So he surely has the frame. Um, has very decent speed, and he's one that could get into a college situation do well. But I mean, now you got other guys as in uh Kobe Bennett, um, back some uh Noah Yates. Um I think the big thing up north is sometimes like Syracuse. Syracuse with Crossford. Some of these guys are loaded so they don't have one player getting a hundred plus yards every single game, or even bigger, a lot of these guys play both ways. Um, That's what makes the North a little more unique. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll say Salt Lake South, those young men usually play one direction. So there's an offensive defense where up North, I may be a receiver and just ran three post routes and a dig. And then I got to flip around and guard somebody who's running two fades and a flat. Then I got to flip right back to the offense. So our northern guys put in a little more work than the south guys. I hate to say it, <laughs> but um, I, I think that part does get overlooked. Is hey, we can't just be just a receiver because the numbers in these programs aren't quite big enough to make them successful to do that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point to bring up. I had a teammate in um, at the University of Utah. His name was Carl Williams. Ended up playing for the Raiders and absolute stud of a human being. But he played, and he was the one of four running backs for Leighton when we played them. And I was like, how do you all have four running backs? And all four of the running backs had five, 600 yards, and it was a stable of running backs, but because of that they couldn't get the stats that they needed to really be recruitable where if one of them had two thousand yards that makes a whole world of difference in the recruiting game
2: oh yeah no would totally would totally you know change the game or I imagine how many tackles did uh how many tackles did he have on the season two you know he had six hundred yards but he probably had it 50
1: 60 tackles. Mm. Absolutely. And that's, that's what's interesting to see because I always laugh. Kids come to me and they're like, I'm playing the wrong position, Moose. And when I recruited for BYU, I'd sit there and I'd look at a kid. If he hit all the measurables, what could he do? Maybe he's a six foot four offensive tackle. And I'd be like, oh, he's playing offensive tackle. That was actually buoyed him and it helped him out in the long run because I'm like, I can move him to center or guard, and he has feet good enough to play tackle. What a great thing. And kids that are playing running back a lot of time, I look at their hips, I look at their skill set, and I'm like, this kid could be a phenomenal corner, but his team needs him at running back right now. And that's what you see from a lot of these guys up north. What can they do at the next level? And the more you can put on film, a lot of times the better off you are. And I think these guys just don't understand that.
2: Yes, very true. Very true.
1: So who are some guys, you like the running backs, there's a lot of other dudes up there. What teams do you like up north and why? Ooh, you know
2: what? Up north, I'm saying Syracuse to me is one of the front runners for sure. They're just very solid on both sides of the ball been able to watch them play three times this season and um, i think they got the equation figured out not everybody's going both ways but they have those four or five key guys that kind of make a difference that really help that out but then when they interchange those guys they don't take a big drop off um so i course i've got to go with syracuse who are my top ones um, farmington i mean d coates has those guys record obviously shows they are solid um, friday they did happen to take a loss but that's why they call it any of fridays mm-hmm. um things like that can happen especially with these young men they got to come ready to play and uh you know mentally sometimes they're not all there Uh, Morgan, I think Morgan is a, Morgan is a sleeper, they're a small school, so they don't get a lot of respect, but they have very good sides, and they've done a good job developing uh, those young men, it'd be nice to to watch them play some bigger schools in preseason, maybe to earn a little more respect, I guess you would say. from other people saying, Hey, we're only uh three A, but you know we're beating four A's and five A's in preseason. That would be awesome to see.
1: Yeah, Morgan is a very interesting team. They do have big size and people are like, What is going on? Bonneville has also been impressing me in kind of the oh, outskirts area.
2: True. Yes. Yes. I watched that Bonneville Northridge game and hey Bonneville played very physical. Um, uh, you know, knowing that Northridge is fighting me down right now from last year, uh, still had you know have a have a very respectable program, but Bonneville really played physical and just brought it to them. So Bonneville's not bad. Skyview is always going to be one that's going to be up there because they've just done an amazing job. That's one of the programs I think if you're in the valley. That's one of the ones you want to play for because the coach has done such a great job of making a winning tradition.
1: I I like it. So just to kind of conclude here, I know you don't have all the time in the world. I wish you did because you're a freaking man, Emmett. What advice would you give to these kids right now up North to have a career like you did to go to like the CFL or Take football to where you think you you can take it for them. What do you tell these kids coming from a Ben Loman type situation?
2: You know what? I say you just got to have one. You can't let success go to your head or failure to your heart. Like you just got to play. You're going to always be looked at as a small guy. But now you also got to put yourself out there and go compete against these big guys in camps. I always say when they put on these big um, camps in state, you see 80% southern guys, 20% northern guys. Um we got to be willing to travel and show people hey, I can I'm just as good as a Lone Peak kid. So the coach is going to go see the Lone Peak kid. Coach is not going to drive all the way up to Augie and that protects down in Salt Lake to see the Ben Loman kids, the Bonneville kids. It just financially it doesn't make sense. That's understood. But if they'll put themselves out there and go to camp and, and compete and stay, so, and stay active on social media, I mean, granted, I didn't have to do that. You know what? I'm sending videotapes out and Things like that, that tells you how long ago it was. But they're on their phone anyway. They might as well stay busy on social media, interacting with coaches, retweeting things, and just continue to work, man. That's the biggest thing. Like You can play whatever level you want. You just got to be willing to put the work in. And that's what the North is starting to do. We have some guys in place up North. Who are kind of helping guide these young men to to getting out um, tip top on the seven oh uh, seven program. As long as the prospects, as well as the prospects, you know, they help these young men. We travel. We both travel out of state. Uh, if you're not going to go out of state, you can might as well just say you're going to pray that you're going to get seen by one of these local schools. And these guys already know who's who anyway, so through their own backyard. Mm-hmm. So this northern area, man, will just put their head down, work, um, go to some of these camps, get some exposure. I think you'll start to see these numbers of northern athletes continue to go up, up, and up.
1: I, I actually completely agree with you and we see the population shift heading north as well, which is really cool to see. I mean, I was driving through Farmington and I was like, I don't remember any of these houses on the way to Lagoon ever. And now it's like, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And it's yeah. crazy to see that growth on that I-15 route. But yeah, I love, no, it is. I love the advice and Even if you don't want to go out of state, I still think you should go out of state to compete because you can force the hand of local colleges if you get an offer from a Boise State or a Oregon State or any of these other schools where they will reevaluate you and be like, what do those coaches see that we don't? And if you're just wanting to go to local schools, don't rule out the Weber States, the SUU the Dixie because we have this weird D one or bust mentality where it's just BYU or Utah and then maybe Utah state. And I can't figure it out for the life of me because there's so many scholarships, so many opportunities out there where kids can be successful.
2: I'm so glad you said that. Um, That is huge. A lot of these young guys do think if I don't go to, I call it the big three for the state. Then it's nothing. Um, But, you know, at the same time, I'm going to take a little heat and tell these young men to stay open-minded about going out of state because I think BYU and Utah State have done an amazing job recruiting Mm. in-state. Obviously, Utah has also – they all recruit in-state, but I think some of them, you know, as our athletes continue to develop, hopefully they jump on them faster so they don't want to leave. I think that's usually what it is. They wait on us because we're in state, and then they figure, well, "Eh, what's the odds? And then these young men go out of state. We'd love to see the the local guys stay right here. There's no need for a uh, uh, Fuka Naku or anyone to have to leave and then come back. Mm. Uh, We should have been watching him. From day one. And I think the in state schools can help that by kind of jumping on those guys early, um, a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I love Oregon, but it's tough to see nine guys of ours on Oregon's football team. And it's like, what's happening there? Or Stanford, or USC, or all these other schools where, if they stayed home, we'd have much more competitive teams in Utah. But I'm a oh, Utah lean. Yeah. And I'll support guys wherever they go. I'm happy if you guys get a scholarship to Timbuktu. You, I do don't care. I'm just pumped for you guys. But great opinions, great thought process, and I love that you're bringing it back home to recruiting. So I appreciate you, Emmett for all your time and all you do, brother. And we got to get together and have like a recruiting day for those guys up north, I think.
2: Yeah, that sounds amazing, Moose. We appreciate all you do for these young men.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the legend Emmett White. Thank you again for hopping on our airways.
2: All right, Moose. You guys have with it. day.
1: You too, brother. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was our episode. Don't forget to reach out to all of our sponsors. We're talking about Skylar Main performance and Main performance. We're talking about Football Recruiting Pro. We're talking about Apex Mental Performance. We're talking about our friends at Flame 6 Fundraising. And Chalk Talk, Making Seconds Count. So, if you guys have any more detailed questions for Emmett White, you can always reach out to him. I think the best way to get a hold of him is at groundgame underscore... That's at ground game underscore where he can talk about what's going on up north and all of those things. If you guys have any questions for me, it's at moose B 90. I will be doing another announcing game. Hopefully I get to see you guys ball out again. Love to hear from you guys. Make sure you get yourself football recruiting pro football recruiting pro.com and make yourself a pro at recruiting and know that I love you. Have a glorious week. This is Moose Bingham with the Utah preps podcast.